So the color tells us, you know, mainly about the, the, the digestive tract and issues with stomach acid and HCL. Mm -hmm. So if you don't have enough uh, stomach acid, then your stools oftentimes can become green. And that's a big key mm -hmm. sign that there could be pro like low stomach acid is, is often seen in autoimmune conditions, different yeah. hormonal problems, uh, stress as well, too. Hello, and welcome to the Dr. Jockers Functional Nutrition Podcast, the show designed to give you science-based solutions to improve your health and life. I'm David Jockers, doctor of natural medicine, chiropractor, and functional nutritionist, and I'm the host on this podcast. And I'm here to tell you that your body was created to heal itself. And on this show, we focus on strategies you can apply today to heal and function at your best. Thanks for spending time with me, and let's go into the show. Welcome back, everybody, to the Dr. Jocker's Functional Nutrition Podcast, where we really look at our lifestyle and the food we eat as biological information that helps turn on genes that give us health and longevity, or if we're not doing the right things, they can turn on genes that cause sickness, disease, and dysfunction. And so today we've got one of my favorite topics. We're going to do a deep dive on digestive health and healthy poop. And so those of you guys that have been following me for a while know that in my early 20s, I struggled with irritable bowel syndrome. And uh, so digestive health was really where I studied and focused on early in my career to really help optimize that. And that was a big part of my journey. And I've got a great guest who is a specialist in this. So I'm really looking forward to learning more from her. This is Dr. Marisol. And Marisol, how do you, spell it? How do you say your last name? Is it Tejero? Oh. That's good. It's tejero, like te quiero in Spanish, which means I love you. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. And she is, yeah, and she is the queen of the thrones, which is yes. a, a fantastic uh, and, and, and humorous um, title. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she's a world leader renowned for empowering people to improve their digestive and gut health by unlocking secrets found in the number one product our body produces, our stools. Her life's mission is for billions of people around the world, both healthy and suffering from digestive issues like constipation, bloating, gas, irritable bowel, Crohn's disease, ulcerative colitis, and more to understand the inner workings of their bodies. And she's the founder and clinical director of Sanas Health Practice, where she's helped thousands of patients live happy, healthy lives. She teaches at the Canadian College of Naturopathic Medicine and appears as a guest on TV and podcasts like this one. And she speaks around the world, and she is an expert as well in using castor oil packs, mm -hmm. which is kind of an ancient, you know, it's, it's been used throughout the years, but today's day and age, you don't hear a whole lot about it, and yeah. you're really bringing that back to the forefront. And so, uh, so I want to learn more about that. So awesome. Dr. Marisol, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm just so excited. This really, truly is my favorite topic. And, you know, I didn't realize that you had the same background as me. Um, the reason I'm here standing in front of everybody is that I suffered for years, for the greater part of my life, with an irritable bowel syndrome, mm. beginning with constipation as a child. And then it evolved into like a mixed form with like diarrhea. And, it, and I really struggled. It really, really caused me a lot of suffering. And it was what, you know, put me on this pathway of learning about natural healing and then taking that step, that leap of faith into becoming a naturopathic doctor. And from there, you know, exploring all the avenues and the best, you know, health practices that can really help enhance us. And this is where the castor oil pack came in. So I've, I've been truly, you know, blessed on my journey to really have, have suffered and been in pain, like so many people mm -hmm. out there. And, and I've been fortunate enough to turn that pain and make it my purpose and my passion. And so now I'm here to share it with everybody. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And that's really what it's all about, turning our pain yeah. into passion. And just like you, I mean, yeah. I was, I was uh, 23 and I, I lost 30 pounds, right? Gosh. So, yeah. gut, you know, constant pain in my gut, constipation, diarrhea. And um, this is back in 2004. And I was yeah. able to find, and that's actually where I discovered intermittent fasting. So I found that when I was fasting, I actually mm -hmm. felt better, right? And then just yeah. hydrating my body really well during that fasting window helped me. Um, I wish I knew about castor oil packs and the things <laughs> yeah. we're going to talk about here. Obviously, I had to learn a lot of this stuff over the years, yeah. but uh, but yeah, we have a similar journey there. So let's was, talk a little bit about let's talk let's talk a little bit about poop, right? Yes. Um, you know, yeah. it's a topic not a whole lot of people like to talk about. You and I, we we're fans of poop. Yeah. Um, when I met my wife, it's funny when I met my wife because um, I was already a doctor in practice, 
I started asking her questions about poop and things like that. <laughs> what a dating like, conversation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, we were, we were a little further along in our relationship at that time, but, but she was like, this is so weird. And now it's like, we talk about it all the time. So it's so interesting. I, like for me, what really got me into the, into really understanding and learning my poop. Number one, my mom was an, who's an angel. Um, she, you know, every, when you were younger, she suffered from severe constipation, mm. you know, a digestive stuff was just rampant in my home. Um, we're Latinos. Uh, you know, my mother's South American and my father's from Spain. And actually the Latino population suffers more from IBS and irritable bowel syndrome. It's about 21% of the Latino population. Whereas all the other in the world, Asian, Asian populations, seven, eight percent of them have IBS. Um, North American, you know, white Anglo-Saxon, they tend to be somewhere between the 14%. Um, and again, African Americans, they are higher as well, too. So my whole family had digestive problems. And my mother would be constantly calling us into the bathroom to come and see what she created <laughs> in the <laughs> toilet. And then, you know, whenever we'd be on the toilet, you know, she'd be like, stand up, let me look. It's so to like see what your poo is saying about you, right? And so we'd look and we'd see and it'd be dry and it'd be constipated. So my my journey began there about exploring mm. stools. And then what had happened was that, you know, I had suffered an, an emotional trauma, which really springboarded my, 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 my tr shifting my, my IBS from constipation more into like a diarrhea form where it's like more of an anxious yeah. stool. And it was, a, you know, a, a dance teacher telling me that I wasn't good enough to be in the dance troupe. Mm. That really hurt my little small soul and, yeah. and really made me feel like I wasn't good enough in so many aspects of my life. Because my, my dream at that point was to become, you know, Liza Minnelli or a doctor. You know, I wanted yeah. to do both. And then because my dream of becoming Liza Minnelli was crushed, I also thought I couldn't achieve becoming a doctor. But one, one thing that happened when I was around 12 or 13 was that Oprah Winfrey came on TV and she brought Dr. Oz. And this was, the, the, this was what actually made Dr. Oz famous was that he started to talk about poop on the Oprah Winfrey show. And I don't know what got triggered inside me but there was like some big switch that just got turned on mm. and I I was in love with watching this show and I was in love with Dr. Oz and in love with Oprah already but this just made took it up an extra notch and I realized that it was a talking about the poo and so for years I was you know constantly examining my stools even though I wasn't healthy and I wasn't able to find the solution when I was younger I kept on looking and examining and when I was seeing the, you know, the conventional medical practitioners about my irritable bowel syndrome, what really frustrated me was that they didn't ask me really any questions about my stool, mm. except, you know, oh, is it loose or is it solid? Like that's like that's the only determinant of your stool, you know, based on the Bristol stool scale. Yeah. So I was like, there's so much more. Like I'm noticing my wipe. I'm noticing my smell is different. I'm noticing the color is different from time to time. I'm noticing how I feel in my body is different. And, you know, I think bottom line, what happened and what made me put it on the paper was that I got sick and tired of, of the doctors telling me that there was nothing that I could do about it, that I was just going to have to suffer in this irritable bowel syndrome. And so I realized, no, you know what? The color is changing when I do different things. You know, the, the amount of it is changing when I do different things. My feeling in my body is changing when I do different things. Why don't I document this? So this, this, this really took me on a journey. And, you know, now in our clinic, we're actually going to be running a trial where it's a qualitative trial across the board with our patients and seeing the difference in a functional medical practice, like what happens with stool over time in terms of perception, as well as feeling and sensation. And I mean, we're not going to be collecting samples. We're not going that far on this one, <laughs> but the first step is just to get that qualitative yeah. aspect. So, you know, not only from what I've learned in clinical practice, because, you know, at this point, truly I can sit with the patient, ask them their stool, get all the detail, because there are actually 11 measures that talk about the stool. Hmm. And I can diagnose them confidently, know what's going on, and, and give them a good protocol to start. Of course, I don't do that because liability. So I, of course, still do the laboratory work, still do all the physical exams, still do all that proper workup. But I, it's time and time again, you know, it's almost like a 99% averaging, you know, I'm, I'm a great baseball player, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like that I, that I can get it right from just understanding the stool. So I, I, mm -hmm. my mission is truly to empower people to have this knowledge because I do believe that this is our birthright. And I believe that once we are empowered with this, it's like having our doctor on dial. And then it's a matter of just tweaking our protocol, you know, working with our base protocol that's been established by a great practitioner, and then tweaking our protocol as we go, saving us all time, saving us all money, and, and most importantly, saving us all frustration and pain and allowing us to feel better.
right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a great part of biofeedback, right? Just understanding our own biology and what it's telling us. And, you know, part of the health journey is really being a detective and yeah. really mastering your own body. And so understanding what's happening with your stools is a key part of that. Now yeah. I'm interested, you said 11 different criteria. I'm interested yes. in that because yeah. I've always thought of color, consistency, yeah. Um, yeah. frequency, right? Yeah. Like those typically are the main ones. I know of three. Yeah. So let's, let's start with color, but I, 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 I want to touch on all of these. Yes. Yes. What does the color so tell us? So the color tells us, you know, mainly about the, the, the digestive tract and issues with stomach acid and HCL. Mm -hmm. So if you don't have enough uh, stomach acid, then your stools oftentimes can become green. And that's a big key mm -hmm. sign that there could be like low stomach acid is, is often seen in autoimmune conditions, different yeah. hormonal problems, uh, stress as well too. So it's a first sign to kind of indicate that, you know, there may also be issues with things like intrinsic factor, B12, zinc, you know, because all mm -hmm. of those contribute to stomach right. acid. Um, people with blue eyes also, this is a classic German uh, diagnostic technique that people with blue eyes tend to have a predisposition to have low stomach acid. It's just mm. one of their genetic, genetic really, uh, blue eyes, lower blue eyes. Yeah. 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 You have blue eyes as well, right? Yeah. I've yeah. seen from the video. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's, uh, it, it, it makes sense too. IBS is one of our yeah. predominant issues. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's a, it's a classic, that's a classic German. That's actually brought from the ancient mm. German doctors and the, the German, um, uh, Heilkunst practitioners they're called yeah. and so that they would always make that notation and working with iridology that they, they would have a, a classic sign that blue eyes would be like connected mm. to lower stomach acid. Neat, huh? yeah, that's, yeah. that is interesting. And my yeah. wife has very blue eyes. Ah. More blue than mine. Mine are more um, hazel. So like if I have a blue shirt, like they look very blue. She right. has very blue eyes and okay. yeah, stomach acid using BT and HCL and things like that have been very helpful for her. Interesting. So, yeah. So yeah. yes, it's a super classic correlation. And of course, you know, there's mm -hmm. the medical paradigm with the colors, of course, like, you know, red, if your stool is red, it could be bleeding from the lower digestion right. to digestive tract or you've eaten beets, yeah. you know, which is one of the ways that we use to like, check transit time. Yeah. Um, then we also have the black stools, you know, black tarry stools can be bleeding in the stomach or the upper esophagus. Mm -hmm. Of course, if it's too white or if it's very, very pale in color for a long period of time, you know, that could be a blockage from the, blocking the gallbladder or not allowing mm. it to, it's a bilirubin yeah. coming from the gallbladder to color the stools. So there's those aspects too, but what we're really looking in functional medicine is that whether it's a, the, I call it, there's 50 shades of poo, yeah. <laughs> right? And the brown color can be any, any of the brown colors in terms of soil, because soil can be mm. darker brown, it can be lighter brown, it can be in between right. brown, right? It can be with a little bit of a yellow tinge, you know, those are all fine and those are, those are all acceptable. So we actually have a little tool that we call the grateful dung bracelet. Let me grab it right here. So this grateful dung bracelet actually is the the perfect color of stools that mm. we use patients as a as a poo training tool oh, and yeah, it's it's a tiger's eye beads and tiger's eyes all the colors of brown. So as you can see there, you've got like mm. a little bit of a yellowy haze. You've got a brown, a darker brown, a lighter brown. So you know we want people to connect, and color is probably one of the easiest things to connect to your stools. The yeah. biggest reason we don't look is because number one. So many people, like one of the biggest problems is disconnection syndrome. This is actually now being reported in the literature as actually a syndrome where we're so disconnected from our bodies that we don't, we, we, we lack connection in every which way. And so, you know, starting with something very physical, like our stools that we can actually physically see, this is a great way to start to regain that connection within our bodies. And then from there we can, you know, work with our mind better. We can work with our soul better. We we're just more connected overall to our bodies. So this is one of the reasons why we've created the, the, the teaching tech, the, the tools just because we want people to have a reminder, you know, you wear this on your wrist and when you go to the bathroom, you'll see it. And you'll be like, okay, let me just take a peek at my poo. Okay. What's going on there? So that's the first really great step to understanding your stools. Yeah. Really great tool there. Yeah. How about, how about let's say uh, consistency of the stool? Yes. Yeah, so this is a classic Bristol stool scale. So mm -hmm. this is on a, a, we, and we go about along those same lines. So it's like from a one until a seven, you know, four being the perfect stool, anything below a four is typically tends to be on the constipation side. So, you know, starting with like small, small little pebbles and then moving up to like, uh, you know, we have O'Henry bars in Canada, which really look like a number three, which is basically like food is kind of sticking out and the stool's not perfectly 
smooth. You know, the, the, the four truly is like an Oktoberfest large sausage, you know, and that is, that is the absolute ideal when it comes to having a stool. And of course, moving down the line all the way to seven, you know, we're getting into really, really loose stools and such. So that, mm. that we're trying to avoid. So we're always going for that gold standard, which is the number four. Yeah, so yeah, for sure. Col color consistency, then there's transit time. So mm -hmm. transit time is the amount of time it takes from your, the food coming into your mouth to coming out the other end. And, you know, the, the statistics clinically and research actually says that women, it's somewhere between 2.5 and 3.2 days. Wow. Now, we always need to consider our research. You know, men are luckier. It's like 1.7. So that's a little bit closer to what the real true norm should be. But this research is done on the normal North American population. Mm -hmm. So we're considering here that they're likely eating the standard, the SAD diet, the standard American diet, right, which is oftentimes not, not conveniently full of vegetables like it should be, but more so made up of, you know, processed foods, um, foods that lack the, the nourishment, lack the proper fiber, you know, they're deficient in all those aspects. So of course, then women are going to be taking longer to have a decent transit time. So we love, absolutely love to test this um, by simply doing a beach, beach transit time test, mm -hmm. which is where people overload on beets at one meal in the evening mm -hmm. and then see when those beets come out their, their intestine. And just to note, of course, your urine will turn red, so beware of that. So that's a classic <laughs> thing that happens. You know, that, that was our number one phone call uh, at our clinic at first, where before we would be like, okay, make sure yeah. you know when you have your beets and you have this amount, you're definitely going to have like red color urination. So just be aware of it. Um, but we're really looking for something within that 24 hour range. You know, if it's over 24 hours, you really have a low transit mm. time. And if it's below, it's just too fast and you're not absorbing your food likely. And, you know, transit time is really interesting because transit time can also, it's highly correlated to consistency as well. Um, so that's one, one cool thing that, you know, you can work on your consistency and kind of get an understanding of your transit time. But Increased transit time really impacts so many aspects of your digestive tract, specifically people who have food sensitivities. Because mm -hmm. the longer your transit time, the increased amount of food sensitivities that you will have. And that's big because, you know, so many of us are, you know, we'll do a food sensitivity panel and we'll be like, oh my gosh, like I'm sensitive to everything. But a lot has to do because your transit time likely isn't tip top right? We got to get things moving. We got to get it working better so that you can increase that transit time and it can be a lot faster. So what's the optimal, tra what's the optimal transit time? Is it like 24 hours? 12? Okay. Yeah. Should be yeah. 24. 24 okay. hours is the ideal, yeah. you know, and it, it, it really is important to get like that, that, that really that 24 hour period is, is ideal because that should be the food, fiber and fluids you ate the day before. And, and this leads us to the amount and the length of your stool, which is another yeah. one of the 11, 11 golden nuggets, as I call them. Um, and what we're looking for in length is actually a, a, a easily measured on your own body, and it's personal to everybody, is from your wrist to your elbow. Because this is actually the anatomical length of your descending colon. So if you place your elbow on your, on your, your left elbow on your rib cage and then bring down your arm all the way down to your pubic bone, you're mm -hmm. going to see that that is exactly the lower descending colon. Mm -hmm. And that's the amount of food, fiber, and fluids that should be eliminated and that should have been eaten the day before. And Again, this is with an optimally running GI tract, you know, that is super, yeah. you know, you know, tuned up that we've been working on it, you know, doing things like the amazing castor oil pack, um, you know, gratitude practices before you eat so that that way you calm mm. your nervous system down. Lots of different ways we can, we can enhance this. And I love with patients, you know, first starting at, with like the basics that are just lifestyle practices, you know, fasting, as we were talking before we even started the podcast, you know, intermittent fasting really can increase transit time because it allows the body Body to actually do do proper peristalsis, do all the proper mm. functions. So I, I love fasting for just that purpose is that, you know, when people have been trained to like, you know, eat, especially, you know, 10, a decade ago, or even the past five, like really the, it's been the past five years and it's changed. <clears throat> people were so told to, you know, eat every one and a half or two hours, but that is so against natural physiology of the digestive tract because the digestive tract needs a period of four hours at least for it to actually start peristalsis and start the movement of the digestive tract. And mm. if you don't have those four hours without food, then you basically choke up the digestive system. Mm. So yeah, the way migrating motor complex. Exactly. Yeah. So the way that we were, we were training ourselves to eat was actually for many of us causing us impact on our digestive yeah. and our transit time and, and creating constipation in our world. 
un- amazing, right? Like it's almost, yeah. it's almost unbelievable that we were creating that in our own bodies, but we, we trained our bodies to be more constipated by the way that we were eating. So yeah, now, that was a big factor for me, you know, back in my twenties, right? I was a personal trainer eating six meals a day, had to have a protein shake before I went to bed, eat right. first thing in the morning. You know, I thought I had to do that. Um, and that, that was a big factor in creating yeah. my IBS. Yeah. And just, it's just too much food at once or too much food all the time, not allowing the space in between because, you know, life is an ebb and flow. There's periods of action and periods of relaxation. And when you're eating constantly, there's no period of, of, there's no like flow, there's no relaxation time. And so that's what, that's what we were missing. So I'm really happy to see the movements that are occurring right now with intermittent fasting becoming more popularized, Mm -hmm. you know, ketogenic. And these are all the things that you and I both practice. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's, to see that the thought leaders are all, you know, this is what they do in their practice. And, you know, and I started all these things instinctively without even knowing about them. I I, I was reading a Deepak Chopra book that said, you know, don't eat, eat. Why are you eating when you're not hungry? Just only eat when you're hungry. And then I started, you know, not eating breakfast and because re- I was never hungry for breakfast. And then I started asking my patients and my patients are like, no, I'm not hungry for breakfast. I'm like, okay, so don't eat. And everyone seemed to be cycling naturally on doing like a, you know, a 16 hour fast and then having two yeah. meals. And that seemed to be kind of perfect for them. And I was like, wow, this is like just what people are doing naturally. Yeah. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah. So that's, that's the key. So, so we've gone over color, we've gone over transit time, we've gone over consistency, we've gone over amount. Then of course we have smell. Smell yeah. is super indicative. Uh, mm. the same, the same reason as, you know, with people who have SIBO, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, the test that we do, is we test the hydrogen sulfide, the hydrogen. Well, we can also test, test methane, methane, but we can also, we can smell those things, right? So mm. we can smell them on the other end. So methane is that smell of, you know, cows in the pasture, you know, mm. like you, you can, it's like classic. I don't even need to explain yeah. to people. You just know you've been around cows. Yeah, yeah exactly. Horse <laughs> manure. Um, hydrogen sulfide is a little bit more distinctive where it's like a rotten egg smell. Mm. Again, you know, it's putrefied, doesn't smell very good. If, if you're consistently having that, then you, you definitely have dysbiosis in your gut, right? And we need to figure out like what is happening there, like what kind of bacterial overgrowth, you know, how there's certain hydrogen sulfide bacteria, certain methane bacteria, candida yeast overgrowth will kind of, will, will, will support all of those. So, you know, you, you've got to basically do a strategy that'll target all the different bacteria without yeah. being that specific. And, and if that's, somebody's that's, not digesting protein well, Mm-hmm. What what typically like in the in the, in the protein is putrefying? Yeah. What uh what typical smell are they going to notice? Is that more of the rotten egg? Yeah. So that'll yeah. that exactly that'll aggravate it as well, and that'll be another mm-hmm. one of the, the key symptoms, and that'll be the rotten egg smell more so. Yeah. Because the 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 nitrogenous compounds are going to smell a lot more like right. hydrogen sulfide, and there'll be more sulfur in the protein components as well too. So you'll smell more of that mm. sulfur, and and the hydrogen sulfide producing bacteria really like that undigested protein. Yeah. And and that's one of the troubleshooting things is that it goes back also to the stomach acid. So you probably this person yeah. will if they have that bad smell, they're probably going to also have like greeny colored stools, especially when they start, mm. you know, doing green shakes and such, right? So that's the yeah. other aspect of it is a smell. And then from smell, we have wipe, <laughs> which is great. So hyper wiping. People think it's normal yeah. to wipe your bum a lot. It is not. <laughs> you know, I go to nature, think of your dog. You know, when you take your dog out, you don't wipe its bum typically unless they're sick. So we should be exactly the same way. We should literally go to the bathroom. We should wipe once and that wipe should be clean. Anything more, and it's a sign of inflammation, overgrowth of bacteria, high producing of mucus. You know, so there's all these issues in the digestive tract. You know, we got to look at the stomach acid, all those things. So we know just from the wipe that we're not eating the right foods. Food allergies are also an impactor with this too. So that that's another really just one wipe. Yep, just one. I know most people will see like in our clinical practice. You know, I always start people off with like Castro practice is my first thing. Mm-hmm. I teach them practices like gratitude with the little bracelet that I was showing yeah. you. Um, uh, what I call the grateful dung practice before a meal, mm-hmm. which is yep. basically you take the little beetle. There's a little dung beetle, and and why we pick the dung beetle is because the dung beetle dung he rolls poo all day long. So it's very 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 fitting. But also also uh, think metaphorically in terms of you know the grateful dung beetle rolls poo all day long and. That's a, that's a, let me swear, shitty job. So for those who didn't want me to swear, a crappy job would be the other word yeah. I could use. Um, and, but he does it happily and he has a major purpose in that. You know, in Egyptian legends, you know, the, the dung beetle would, you know, be the, the place where the, the, 
the poo that he rolled, the place where the lotus flower grows, which symbolizes rebirthing. The sun god Ra would roll into the, the sun into the sky, and his physical manifestation would be as a dung beetle, because a dung beetle rolls all day. So very powerful symbol, symbolism. Yeah. But also for our lives, like sometimes shit hits the fan, it gets bad, you know, we're dealing with problems and that's shitty, right? It's crappy. But those problems, what's happening in your life metaphorically is also happening in your stools. So what can you do to make it better? Number one, you can work on your mindset. So the first thing you can do when you're eating, before you're eating, prepare yourself to accept the food. So many cultures say something, say a grace. If you're not in that practice, you know, take the bracelet, hold on a little beetle and say three things you're grateful for. Mm. Automatically, this puts your body into the relaxed state. And when you're relaxed, you're thinking happy thoughts. You actually realize how many things there are to be grateful for. And sometimes you're even grateful for things that are, you know, not so good. Like I'm grateful for my angel mother. She's passed away, Mm. you know, but I'm grateful that she gave me all that wonderful, you know, angel dust while she was here on earth, you know, and I'm grateful that she's up in heaven and happy and doing well, you know, so those are small things we can be grateful for, but just having those sensations in our body makes us feel good and also allows us to digest our food better. And that's step one, you know, like kind of making yeah, things stimulates that parasympathetic nervous system, yeah. which activates your stomach acid, bile, pancreatic enzymes. Yeah, boom, you gotta do that. Yeah, yeah and in our society, so many people are eating on the go. They're eating angry. Yeah. They're having an argument with somebody while they're eating. They're like, you know, oh, yeah. The biggest, exactly. Yeah. Biggest challenge we have with our dinner is we just have young kids, so <laughs> try, yes. to, try to deal with them at times. But uh, but other than that, yeah, it's so important to be in a state of gratitude and and right. relaxed when you're eating. It's going to help optimize uh, your ability to digest. Yeah. So, so that's a key thing that we teach people. And, you know, those things help things like hyper wiping. They help the smell. They help all, all of these, all of these issues that people are noticing, mm-hmm. you know, even another, another category, which is undigested food in your stools, you know, like your, your stool should yeah. truly be smooth. Like that is really key. Like it should be absolutely smooth. So what, how is that manifesting? You know, if it's full of undigested pieces or it's really rugged, that's an issue. Another sign is treadmark in the bathroom. You know, like you shouldn't be leaving. Like I love it. I'm, I seem to be always a person who walks into a bathroom in public bathrooms, and people have left me treadmarks. <laughs> I think I think it's just yes. you know, like the I know. I think it's just the Lord always being like, ha ha ha. You know, like your job. You need you need to keep on working. And the day that I start to see no treadmarks in the bathroom, public bathrooms, when I go, then I know my job has been done. <laughs> well. Yeah, exactly. Which will probably be a while, right? So, which is fine. I've got, I've got, you know, a hundred years more to go. Um, so, it, it truly, you know, like tread marks are important too because the mess you make in your toilet bowl is also a sign of how healthy your gut is, right? Like mucus, you know, stools again are more sticky. They, 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 they leave a mess. You know, like that. That's another key sign. And then there's also, you know, satisfaction quotient. Like, how are you feeling in your body after yeah. going to the bathroom? We all know the satisfaction it feels like when you, you know, go to the bathroom and boom, you know, like it's done. And, but you know, like you've landed a legend because yeah. it, it felt so good, but it you took no release. time at all. Yeah. yeah. It was fast. You know, it's always so fast. Like the speed yeah. of defecation is another one. Like how fast, like, and how quick was it? Mm. You know, because when, when it's a good bowel movement, it's super rapid. It's like, I, I always say zero to 16, 3.5, <laughs> you know, mm. you're at the finish line. <laughs> Yep. And, and, and it is truly that. So that satisfaction quotient and you, and also feeling completely empty. Like, are you turtlenecking? Is it kind of coming out, but not coming out? And that's another mm-hmm. key sign, you know, and that all, a lot of those, a lot of these ones all have to do with stress, anxiety, depression, your mood, because whether or not we want to understand that or believe it, your, your gut is intimately connected to your feelings. You know, IBS is most classically treated with anti-anxiety medicines. It's just the way that they work with it, right? Because there's a lot, a huge emotional component. And I beg to differ with the conventional uh, route that actually I think 100% of digestive disorders are are, are rooted in our feelings and how we're we're, we're sensing things. You know, if we've had an an origin story like I did, where, you know, you, you lose hope and belief in yourself and you start to feel bad about yourself, you feel disconnected from the group, you feel disconnected in yourself, that's a whole emotional component and that impacts your stool significantly. And so, you know, we and going back to what I just said earlier about how you know the the bad things that are happening in your life, all that crap that's happening in your life, you start seeing that in the toilet bowl too. It's the same mm-hmm. deal because guess what? All that crap brings stress. Yeah, right? and then stress. I, I would say I'm real. I'm real sensitive to that. Like when I have yeah. good bowel movements to start my day, 
I'm just a better person. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. I'm more calm. Oh, yeah. I'm more relaxed. I'm a better yeah. listener. Um, yeah. You know, I'm more focused. Uh, everything is better. So one I've of, made that a huge priority. Absolutely. And one of the signs actually of constipation, like one of the unknown, there's a, there's three unknown signs of constipation that aren't classically uh, reported. One of them, and I think one of the most important is anxiety. So for me, I noticed this uh, along my journey was that I would get really like severely anxious and I wouldn't know like what it would be. Why? Right. I'm like, okay, like situationally, nothing really bad is happening. I really shouldn't feel like this, but just an internal anxiety would just like overflow. And then I started realizing that then, you know, shortly thereafter, I'd have like a a major bowel movement and I hadn't had gone in a few days. And then the anxiety would, would reduce. And, you know, looking back now, you know, as Steve Jobs said, it's difficult to, you know, put, like, connect the dots when you're looking forward. But when you look backwards, it's super easy to connect the dots. Yeah. And I look back now and I go, wow, well, of course, you know, here I have, you know, toxicity building up in my body because the problem with not going to the bathroom daily is that, you know, we're building up toxins that need to come out, including things like excess hormones, like estrogen, which can mm. make you feel more anxious, you yeah. know, it, 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 you know, unbalances the estrogen progesterone yeah. ratio when it's not coming out of your system. Um, other things like cholesterol that needs to come out of the body, excess cholesterol, plus all the like just pure on waste products that need yeah. to be eliminated out, that all builds up. And when you build that up, that stresses you out and makes yeah. you anxious. And that bacterial waste, those endotoxins oh. like LPS, they're going to trigger more inflammation in the brain. Absolutely. Which yeah. anxiety. Yeah. I, I also notice I'm more irritable. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. And I can't yeah, concentrate. I have more like ADHD type symptoms. hundred percent, and that's because you know the gut and the brain, blood brain mm-hmm. barrier, the gut barrier, and the gut, the brain are the exact same tissues. You know, embryonically, they all come from the same place, and so they respond the same way to these toxins. And you know, when you're constipated, your gut barrier barrier becomes permeable. Um, your blood brain barrier also permeable. So all those toxins that are recirculating just keep on affecting the brain and your mentality and how you're feeling and and everything. You know. And I love that, you know, we actually knew this all along because yeah. we have all these sayings in our yeah. society, like gut feelings, I got this gut feeling, yeah. or, you know, like, I just need to let or, one yeah, go. Or if somebody is like, you know, acting rude, we say, what's up his butt? Or right, we right, say right. Stuff like or, that, you know? or like anal retentive, right? <laughs> yeah, because exactly. we're like, we're, right? Because right. of course we're retaining our poo, yeah, right? So we, yeah. we do have, we know, we know this, we know this. And this is why I, I feel my, 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 my location is so fabulous because I, I'm examining also our social norms. And, you know, like I teach a lot of women who are entrepreneurs. It's my, 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 my biggest market is the women who are entrepreneurs because, you know, we deal with a lot of stress mm. and that woman yeah. as well too, you know, but I want to be healthy because I want to be optimal in my life and my job and my work and my yeah. business. I want to do, and I'm a mom and a wife and, you know, we have all these different hats. And so we deal with a lot of these stomach problems because our feelings, we tend to have more anxiety. We tend to have all these things kind of, you know, burping up at us all the time. So it, it, it's our gut feelings that we also need. And we also need to have that area nice and clean and happy because it's also our source of our intuition. So, you know, business decisions, we decisions with our children, you know, decisions with our families, all these things, they all come from the gut. So it's, it's such an important part to make sure that we're pooping daily and that we're not yes. experiencing all of these, these symptoms. And that we have those awesome stools that sink down into the toilet. And that's another one is sinking. Mm. Like, because we don't yeah. want our stools to float. A uh, floating mm. stool is typically a sign of like malabsorption of fat. Yeah. And when, when we have malabsorption, or, or actually it could be a few things. It can be number one, you're eating too much fat. You know, with yeah. the ketogenic as an example, mm-hmm. this diet, yeah. this yeah. sometimes can be an issue for people. So something to really watch is that, you know, you're just eating too much fat for your body. and You don't have a sufficient amount of digestive enzymes mm. to break it down. Yeah. Or you're deficient in fiber and able to be able to bind the fat so that it can pull it out of the body. So it could be one of those yeah. two things. And if it's kind of pale and floating, maybe then, not bile, not getting enough bile in there too. Exactly, exactly. And then that's, you know, that you really got to go see your, your practitioner. Yeah. And that's a big issue because that typically could be just like a blockage. Yeah. There's that. There's um, floating stools can just be also too that you just don't absorb or that you mm-hmm. have too much of it in your diet. So you need to troubleshoot these things. And this is with watching your diet. You know, like if you have started the ketogenic diet and it starts to happen, okay, this might be normal for a period of time. Maybe you just need some digestive supplements with bile, you know, pick yeah. some of those guys up, do some castor oil packs, and then it can start to regulate, right? So Yeah, and that fiber is really important with the fat because <clears throat> it helps bind it. A lot right. of people are doing, you know, butter in their coffee and all this stuff. And, and yeah. oftentimes, especially, you know, if you're not real well trained on keto, you can easily do it without getting a whole lot of fiber and have, have 
those kind of issues. Exactly, exactly. So it's, it's, these are the keys, right? Like when we're working mm -hmm. through our health that we want to always make sure that we, we address all of these. And I think we went through yeah. all the 11 golden nuggets in your yeah. poo. So yeah. it's a lot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we, we have some great um, downloadable files, you know, about like we call Know Your Poo. These are great. Yeah. We also have a wonderful freebie that we'll, we'll offer your people and so that yeah. they can start the journey. It's called the 50 Shades of Poo. So yeah. It, oh, yeah, that would be great. Yeah. It's pretty great. Yeah, they get to like start the journey and just understand that first concept of color, right. you know, because learning this, this is a life lesson that we want to have forever. The, the real, real irony here is that we all were learning it back when we were two years of age, right? We were all yeah. celebrating our poo. Like, remember your kids? Hey, like, I, <laughs> my kids are doing it right now. Are they? Oh, awesome. Yeah, I got twin four-year-old boys. And, uh, oh, awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so you're looking at the poo. I look, at, their, I look at all their poop, yeah. Right? I yeah. My wife, if I don't see it, I'm like, how'd they poop today? I'm exactly. Always I love it. And, and then, yeah. you know, when they were first training, like I remember my niece and nephew, like it was the best because it's so recent, you know, we're like all four adults are around them, like on the little potty training. And we're all like, come on, Grace, let's do this. You can do it. You know, and then she's pooping and we're all looking and, yeah. and then, and then, and then, you know, society takes that away from us, you know, because we, we start to lose the connection to our stool. And this happens actually in grade school when people go to public school or private, but whenever they're in a community, mm -hmm. because it goes from listening to your body and being like, I got a poo, I'm going to go now to, to lifting up your hand and saying, may I, may I go to the bathroom? Mm. So with that simple action, we take away the power of listening to ourselves and listening to our needs as a human being and that very important uh, urge and, and need to, to release and to eliminate. And this yeah. is, I think, a, a contributing factor to the reason why there's so much anxiety yeah. in school kids. Like school kids are, are plagued with anxiety. Mm. Like when my daughter and like, as they're, as they're, you know, they're, they're older now, they're in um, college, one's in college and one's going, moving into college shortly. And, and what, what astounds me is how the, the biggest issue that we've been dealing with all along has been things like anxiety and depression and, and mood-based things. And a lot of it is due to the stools not being regular and, and constipation. And, and, you know, my kids are doing all the right things all the time, you know, and, and they still even have it, right? So, but they just, we know how to manage it a lot better than most people do. You know, like my kids are the biggest fans of castor oil packs. Like they, they do them all the time. You know, my daughter even has found a new use for them, which is, you know, hangover. <laughs> which, I, which I was like, okay, that's great ish. Like, I don't know if I want my, but she's in college. So that's that, that's that time of life, right? She's, she's exploring yeah. that Avenue, but it's just very interesting, right? That when, when you teach your kids these things earlier on, you can really improve their lives. Yeah. And that, that, that with that simple action in school, may I go to the bathroom? We kind of take away that, that, that ownership of this important, the number one product that our body produces that needs to. Yeah. Come. So, okay. I think back to when I was in elementary school and I was like intimidated. I was afraid to actually go number two right poop in yeah. the in the toilet bowl because other kids that would do that kids would you know bang on the doors and like they were made fun of so yeah, it was yeah. like I don't even want to do that in school I mean I can only remember a handful of times actually having to absolutely do it because it was like if I could hold it in I would hold it in <laughs> so yeah, no, this is no, what happens in a lot of schools yeah and no no one no kid wants to drop the kids at the pool right yeah. They're keeping them, keeping them tight till they get home. And it's true. It, it's, it's unfortunate. And I think this is why I really want to open up this conversation. Yeah. And you know, it's parents like us, obviously, yeah. like our kids are well-versed in, in their poo hygiene. Oh, yeah. And I think that the more of us that are out there, like all these parents mm -hmm. listening out right now, like, please start educating your kids and get them looking in the toilet. Let's not make this the way mental health diseases have become yeah. such a, you know, Oh, don't talk about it. Hide it in behind of the, uh, of the, of the, the closet. And what's really interesting is that they're so interconnected, the mental health diseases and the, and our stools. And they're mm -hmm. both the two things that, you know, as a society, we kind of shy away from talking about, like we, Very true. we don't want to talk about it, but no, let's open the door. Let's communicate. These go hand in hand. Stool is incredibly important. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, let's yeah. talk about castor oil. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I, I know I've mentioned it a lot here. Yes. Um, the reason is, is, you know, throughout my journey of having IBS, it was, I, and, you know, I kind of, I pinched myself now because of it, but I was told to do castor oil packs for uh, greater than 10 years before I actually did them. And it's funny that I'm now the naturopathic doctor who preaches about them all the time. Well, <laughs> like, there's a reason for that because it's a process to do it. Yes. 
Yes, exactly. So before, back in the day, when I first heard about castor oil packs, it was like a 12-step process. It was too much. You know, mm-hmm. I'm the type of woman who's, you know, you know, entrepreneurial, busy, busy, busy. I'm a type A personality. I like to get everything done now. And, you know, for me to even thought or concept back then of like taking a break and relaxing was just not in my aura. And, you know, this is for so many yeah. women out there. This is exactly the case. So I needed to actually warm up to it. And I guess I needed to just learn more evidence. And, and, you know, I've now spent, you know, 10 years waiting to do a castor oil pack, uh, 10 years uh, researching them and really, you know, and and teaching at the naturopathic college about them and really bringing the right information to people so that they actually know why this practice is so important. And for those of people who don't know about castor oil packs, uh, what it is, and the easy way to do it now, let me just grab it here, is to basically do a, uh, take an organic cotton flannel, and this organic cotton flannel now is all packaged nicely, so it's no longer 12 steps. Now what it is, is you- Because I know, like, I wrote an article on castor oil packs years ago, and it was like, you need to get this piece, this Amazon link, this piece, you know, you had to get, like, all these different pieces that you would order. So you yeah. can put it together into this this simple pack. You got yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Just because I, I also knew like if I was going to do it, like what, what was a turning point for me was I was in naturopathic school. This is three years into my, my journey. I had had a relative improvement in my IBS, but not complete. So mm-hmm. I was I was like frustrated still with it. Right. And the thing that was really frustrating to me was I was taking all the right supplements. I was eating all the right foods. I was doing everything right. I was, you know, indoctrinated in naturopathic school. But I, the stress was the component that I hadn't managed yet. And I just didn't know how to, no matter how many times I tried to meditate, which wasn't working. And, you know, I, of course, over-exercised, but that wasn't good because that was just causing more stress too. So I was doing those things off and I got super sick to the point where I had chronic fatigue. I couldn't get out of bed. I was just like, you know, like dormant for a a, a whole semester. And I was worried that I wouldn't be able to get back into school. And I remember like lying there in my bed and just being like, oh my God, like this is horrible. I worked so hard. You know, I'm in in my thirties now. Like I really just want to be finished school and I want to start my life. And, you know, and I can't do this because I'm again, you know, limited by my health concerns. And this is a story that so many of us are sharing, right? Like that we're, we're just stuck and we're like, Oh God, like I've been doing everything. I've been trying everything. And I've, and, and, and and what's happening. And then, you know, this light came up in my head and it was like castor oil pack. And I'm like, Oh my God, (laughs) you know, and I had, I had no energy and I'm like, Oh my God. I'm like, you know what? I've tried everything else is the one thing that I haven't tried. And I mean, I've tried, I had tried everything at that point, even the most fancy of IVs and all that stuff. And I still wasn't great. And so then I literally was like, if I'm going to do this, I have to figure out a way to make it easy. So I took an old trade show bag, put a tea towel in it. Like I sewed it up, made the handles into like straps and I poured castor oil on it and I put it on my body. And I went, and literally the minute I put it on my body, this was like, you know, as they say in the classic text, like the skies opened up and the angels began to sing and it was like, oh, hallelujah. <laughs> and, and, and literally like I still get goosebumps bumps every time I share this story is that like I felt what relaxation was for the first time in my life and how powerful is that to actually feel like oh like I could you know actually like be relaxed and then that night I had one of the best the best sleeps of my life Mm. and I you know woke up the next morning and had a wonderful bowel movement and you know I like woke up and I'm like wow like like, and that was, you know, kind of where I was like, man, that's like, I think I literally had just seen Fast and the Furious. And I was like, wow, that's like zero to 60 and 3.5. <laughs> you know, like I had that in my head and I was like, ah, oh. I learned, I saw all these things and that connection to the stress component. And I was like, this old practice, like, wow, like, like it works. It like this, I thought it was hokey. I thought it was, you know, woo woo, like just a little bit, uh, you know, everyone was everyone, of course, at naturopathic school, every health food store owner, every person I came into contact with was like, yeah, like do these packs, but they couldn't tell me what it did or how it did it. Right. So I was like, okay, yeah, this is just like hearsay from years ago. But, but the realization came that it it actually, like, you know, and with my, my studying and my learning is that this is the castor oil pack is actually the ancient original cleanse that, you know, Hippocrates, the father of medicine, the one who stated, you know, all diseases begin in the gut. 
-hmm. you know, Galen, the, another really important Greek medicine man who created the philosophy of the humors, which is all the, hu the fluids of the body and how they cause disease, like your blood and your urine and your, mm -hmm. like all, all the, the bile, right? So important people who aren't yeah. drinking it. So, you know, all these practitioners, traditional Chinese medicine practitioners to the dynasties, the emperors of the dynasties, Pliny the Elder, the medicine man to the, the Roman emperors. So this this history of these castor oil packs. And then and then the American revolution of it came with Edgar Casey, which was a healing, a healing uh, uh, psychic who I guess uh, more like a healing psychic isn't the right word, but a healing, a healing master, a healing, a natural healing master, you know, in the 19th century, he really re brought these to life in America. And almost, you know, I almost feel it. It's like the original American cleanse now, because it's like, you know, like it was, it was brought back to life through him and through him it propagated through the naturopathic profession, which came to North America in the 1900s from the German schools of medicine and you know that's where it, all the history began with these packs and then they became popularized but they, they lost their trend because you know in the 70s and 80s they were still practiced in hospitals if you would believe this it's pretty hmm, phenomenal really? like believe it or not believe it like it, it was what done in hospitals. everything from post-surgery to wow. in the obstetrics wards um, hmm. digestive concerns uh, if people were impacted with their bowels, they would be using these castor oil packs. And this is like multiple reports I have from patients, from hospitals, from, yes. yeah, it, it's really, really interesting. But it, it got messy. And in the 80s, you know, 70s and 80s, what happened? We got, we, we as a society got really busy. No one wanted to do it the old yeah. way. So this new way is simply just take the Queen of the Thrones castor oil pack, the soft side up, you pour organic castor oil and castor oil, my friends, must always, always, always be in a glass bottle mm. because it truly is uh, the master carrier oil. It is the mm. only oil that goes deep into the dermis, which is under underneath the top layer of skin. All the other oils people are using uh, as a carrier oil for, say, essential oils like yojoba or you know sweet almond oil, these oils only stay on top of the epidermis. Mm. Nothing transfers and inter, in, it goes so deeply like castor oil, which is part of its divinity, right? It's divine magic is that it can go so deep and, and, and target the circulation and the lymphatic system and have all of its effects there. So if people are using castor oil, always in a glass bottle, because you also do not want to be carrying in plastic, yeah. right? So if yeah, it's in phthalates. plastic, it's carrying, yeah, exactly. Phthalates, all the chemicals. And if you're using a carrier oil for essential oils, use castor oil. It's a better, better for your dollar and better mm -hmm. for your effectiveness. So all you do, compress soft side up, pour two tablespoons of the castor oil and every time you do the pack less and less oil and then you place it on your liver which is underneath of your right rib cage or actually underneath of your right bosom over top of your rib cage and kind of on the soft area where your stomach meets mm -hmm. you place the pack there and you tie it onto your body throw on an old t-shirt and go to bed and, uh, and uh, ideally you can also opt to wear it only for an hour but the ideal is to wear it at bed overnight because okay. you'll get such benefit through sleep, um, mm -hmm. waking up in the morning, having better bowel movements, um, you know, feeling better, digesting better the next day, reducing the bloat. Your stress levels will reduce as well too for multiple reasons because you'll likely poo better the next morning, but also just castor oil packs. These packs, when they go on your body, you actually need to pack it. You can't just only rub the oil on your belly. When you place a pack on your body, you actually stimulate the parasympathetic state Mm. via the receptors on the skin, you'll appreciate this as a chiropractor, right? You stimulate all the afferents that go into the brain and go into the, the relaxed nervous system, all those receptors on the skin. And that's like an escape button on your computer to move you into the relaxed state. Mm. So it's, it, it's truly uh, a combination of the oil and that actual compression uh, being the, the, the talent of the castor oil pack. And what I, I love is there's an old saying in medicine, again, this dates back to, you know, the time of the ancient doctors, Hippocrates and them, is that the doctor dresses the wound and nature can heal it. So, so, so fitting when it comes to the castor oil pack, right? Because literally, yeah, we're dressing the wound, whether you typically in our day and age, the wound is over the liver because that's targeting all of our internal organs. You know, it's really moving our body into the relaxed state, but a wound can also be a sciatic nerve or a, a hip that isn't happy or, you know, like a knee joint. 
So it can have a pain relieving effect as well. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Because, and that's why with IBS, you know, castor oil packs are great because when they have that abdominal pain, like it's a saving grace, right? Like it's just Mm -hmm. like you put it on your belly and it's like, boom, it's better. Again, it's that rapid shift into the relaxed state. What what is the castor oil doing? Like what, what's, I know it's got, what is it, retinoic acid? Yeah. So, so no, it's actually got ricinolic acid. Ricinolic acid. acid. So this is, so castor oil, it it, it really is a phenomenal oil. It is known as an anti-inflammatory. It's Mm. anti-edema. So it reduces the the, the amount of fluids that may be like stuck in an area. Lymphatic. Lymphatic flow. Yes, exactly. It modulates the immune system and has an effect on the immune system. So that's great now, you know, with, you know, like the coronavirus or like any Mm. of these viruses that that come as pandemics, like castor oil packs should be a staple in everyone's life, especially during cold the flu season just to keep your immune system healthy. Um, ricinolic acid actually also stimulates uh, nitric oxide production in the body, uh, which is amazing. Uh, glutathione recirc- recirculation and recycling, which is another important master detoxification agent. And castor oil also triggers uh, cayenne receptors in the body. So, and it's and, and ricinolic acid also looks like a prostaglandin and mimics the prostaglandin, the same end result that you get when taking fish oils. Hmm. Okay. So you, yeah. yeah, and and castor oil also is a com- component as a, a component of it. Also, there's omega six and omega nine. Only ten yeah. percent of the oil, but that makes an impact too because you're getting a lot of essential fats topically. Now, the the reason I brought up the nitric oxide, the prostaglandin, and the cayenne receptor stimulation is that there's research study that shows that in 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 people who have cortisol levels that are elevated. When in the presence of prostaglandins, nitric oxide, and cayenne receptor stimulation, you actually have gastroprotection and gastrohealing. So in effect, this is one of the aspects of what castor oil packs do from the physiological mes- mechanism is that when there's elevation of cortisol, which is most of us, because we're allowed, so many of us are under stress, mm-hmm. um, and, and, and you place castor oil pack on, what you get is with the oil, you get that receptors, stimulation, cayenne receptor, you get the, the nitric oxide production, you get that prostaglandin effect. And then a double whammy with the castor oil packing, the actual compress, you stimulate the parasympathetic state. So imagine the healing that you can have on the gut it is so profound and and even more so profound because with most of our patients who have digestive problems what are we doing oral supplementation yeah so here we're giving them pills and potions all through the mouth and guess what their biggest problem is they can't absorb leaky gut overgrowth of candida you know, bacterial, hydrogen sulfide bacterial overgrowth, SIBO, you know, small intestinal bacterial over, overgrowth, they can't absorb. So yeah. they're taking all these supplements and maybe maybe absorbing 10 or 20% of them. You know, combined in any protocol, castor opac, and this is why every single patient, yeah. like the minute they walk in the door, I know two things. <laughs> <laughs> I know they're stressed and I know they have gut compromise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it is, and, and everyone listening yeah, out there. guarantee in our, in our society, right? So Right, yeah, and then from there, you know, it just depends on the person. Is it hormonal problems? Is it yeah. immune problems? Is it nervous system dominant problems? Like which of the regulatory systems isn't working? So yeah. knowing those two things about every single person out there in the world, you know, every single person out there in the world should be doing a castor pack so that yeah. whatever they're doing, their supplements, their exercise routine, their practitioner visits, that all of those things will work better. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. that, is, that, is, that is the prominent key. And this is why you know, I'm promoting this to people on a grand stage across the world because you know, I would love a world where my patients come in and it's only little things I got to deal with because they have all the tools. They know how to read their poo. You know, they know how to do their castor oil pack regularly. You know, they're taking their right base supplements. Like, you know, I'm always a fan of probiotics, uh, digestive enzymes, Mm -hmm. you know, B complex, multivitamin as a base, you know, sometimes fish oils too just as a base, then you fill in the, the blanks. Um, but imagine a world where the patients already are doing all these things. And yeah. then it's just me troubleshooting when they have problems, which would be great. But instead I was exactly. teaching patients from, you know, the scratch of like these things that they should be knowing how to do, you know, and, and the par- having good parasympathetic tone is major in our world. That's super important. And, and the true ways to, to, to elicit it are, you know, going to a yoga class, going to a meditation class, doing meditation, um, doing, you know, going to massage, but all of these things take time, take money, take you leaving your home to do it. You know, where the castor opac, you get, you could do it at home. 
you get all the benefits on top of just eliciting the relaxation response. You get the anti-inflammatory effect. You get the gastroprotective effect. You get the effect that it also resets your microbiome. It breaks down biofilm. It yeah. you know improves your inflammation. It's it clear those bile ducts too. And yeah. I talked about having it over the liver. Yes. Right? And yes. so many people have clogged bile ducts. Yes. Right? Yes. Yes. Their gallbladder or the yes. liver. If you've had your gallbladder taken out, we know you have clogged bile ducts in your yes. liver. And then a lot of people are having gallstones, yes. different things like that. Yes. Um, you know, and I know when um, when I was in uh, chiropractic school, we we dissected cadavers, and every one of them had gallstones built yeah. up in there. Yeah, I had the same experience in, in naturopathic school. And and the thing is, too, is that they're not absorbing fats, so they could be yeah. doing this ketogenic diet and yeah. and not absorbing the fats. But if you if you uh, take on this castor oil pack practice. Number one, you're going to be getting fats topically, automatically absorbed, bypassing the digestive tract. So you're getting the essential fats that you require. You're getting omega sixes, you're getting omega nines, and you're also getting the end product of taking an omega three fish oil. Right? Mm -hmm. You're getting all of these things topically, and then plus you're helping to clear up the bile ducts, and so then you can better absorb. So it's just it, it, it like what I what I summed up what castor oil packs do is this is that they bring back our our ability to have faith in our body's ability to heal. Mm -hmm. And the reason I use the word faith is because it's actually the perfect acronym for a quick understanding of all the things. Can yeah. I? I'll amuse okay, you with it. Ahead. Okay, perfect. So F. We're um, way over, but I'm loving this conversation. I know, right? I know. People, this is a thing. It's such a good. We can talk all day. You know, That's so right. Good. F is function of digestion, absorption, elimination. Right. Mm -hmm. So that includes the gallbladder clearing, the gallbladder ducts, improving that stomach acid. You know, gastroprotective healing of the gut. You know, moving your bowels, pooing better because when you have more prostaglandins, you'll poo better. Uh, a stands for antioxidant status, as we talked, nitric oxide, glutathione, vitamin E, omega-3, omega-6, oh, sorry, end result omega-3s, omega-6, omega-9s, all these, and plus there's so many more amazing phytochemicals that are, which are healthy molecules and antioxidants in castor oil. Uh, that's A. I, inflammation and immune system balance. T, tension and stress reduction. H, host microbiome balance, including breaking down biofilm and balance, break, mm. reducing candida overgrowth and balancing the microbiome. Faith, that's huge. Yeah, I love and it. So, those are the, those are the yeah. pillars of our well-being in our body. And it is the foundation of health. And this is why, you know, this foundational health practice needs to be practiced by everybody. Because if you have all those five things in check, my God, you have a lot more health than you do right now. Oh, without a doubt. And really when it comes down to it, I mean, in naturopathic medicine, chiropractic, you know, one of the biggest principles or like one of the biggest wins for me was when people, when I'm working with people one-on-one, -on -one, it's when people really regain that faith in their body's ability to heal. They're not freaking out about every little thing, but instead yeah. that they've got strategies and tools and they understand how to listen to their body and have that biofeedback. Cause that's, you know, that, that really gives you freedom in yeah. your life as you move forward. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, it's the reconnecting to your body, becoming your own best doctor, because ultimately yes. we are, you know, I, I listen intently to my patients because I know that everything that I need to do with them is what they're saying. Like, I got to figure it out because they know, we all know, we know inherently if it's going to be something that's going to work for us or not. We just know like in the pits of our stomach, you know, we, we have those gut feelings about it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, this is, and, and the, a really cool thing about castor oil is it's also known as the palm of Christ. And mm. uh, it, it's said to be one of the anointing oils in the Bible. So it's 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 got a very big spiritual component, yeah. and it was also the oil used to anoint the kings and queens as they own their thrones, right? And you know, my yeah, my my and and priests actually also in the clergy as they elevated in their in their in their area. And what I what I've come to talk to people a lot about is about owning their throne. And what I mean there is not only, you know, their potty time and understanding their bathroom and having better digestion and feeling better, but also owning their purpose and their passion. Because when you own your throne and you feel better in your physical body, then the rest can all fall into place. So it's about this. And, and you know, I want to empower people that you can change your life and, and be, be better, not only physically, but mentally and from your soul and, and start doing the soul work that you're supposed to do here and be, you know, passionate in it because it's what you're meant to do. Well, this has been such a great interview, Dr. Marisol. Thank you so much. Um, you know, I just want to acknowledge you for your passion for um, what the, you know, just basically your knowledge. And uh, obviously you went through all this pain 
And now you're putting it into a really powerful purpose. And so that's an inspiration. I mean, you're inspiring so many other people, plus giving them real life strategies that they can apply to help change and transform their life. So uh, I'm really, really happy to have had to have met you and had this interview. I mean, I learned a lot here. So this has been so good. I was thinking, man, I, I talked a lot about fat digestion, optimizing stomach acid, fat digestion, full, you know, massive amount of functional medicine. Uh, in there to help hack and, and optimize digestion. And I totally didn't, I left out castor oil packs. I'm like, oh, uh, yeah, that's okay. We'll have to do edition exactly. number two. Edition I number know, two. right? Exactly. Edition <laughs> number two. You got it. Well, my next book, well, I'll definitely be covering that. Awesome. Sure. Awesome. Well, uh, we can always you know, do a compendium and add on. Yeah, right? exactly. Get it to that's people right. for that's sure. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, thank you for that. And you should be writing a book. I'm, I'm, you know, yes, sure it's coming. Good, good. Yeah, my, my, my first one, oh shit, it will be, and that's the name of it. It's the three-step stressless solution to help with anxiety, IBS, uh, bloating, beat the bloat, and conquer constipation. So that's coming out uh, July the 4th weekend, so shortly. Oh, great, we'll have to have yes. you back on at some point. Sounds yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And then annoying. We, we could have talked all day about this topic. So We'll, we'll do more. We'll do yeah, more for sure. Absolutely. Sounds great. Absolutely. And where can people find out more about you? Your website is it drmarisol.com? Yes. You've got it royal packs and you've got a you've got a training on how to use those absolutely and of course on instagram i'm highly active on instagram and facebook at at queen of the throne so come find me there let's join a community you know we speak about a lot of things my whole purpose with people is to help them reconnect their body and then move into mastering their mind and then really you know allow their souls to unfold as it should in this life so amazing. Love yeah. It. I can't wait Love to see it. people there with me. Absolutely. Well, thanks so much, Dr. Marisol. And for those of you guys that are listening, definitely take action. Check out uh, Dr. Marisol's website and remember you're more valuable than you think you are. So thank you for listening. Start taking action, applying this information. I know you'll get great value out of it and uh, just might transform your life. Be blessed everybody. Well, that's all for this show. And I want to thank you again for spending your valuable time with me today. And if there was something you heard in this interview that you have questions on or you want to dive into deeper, then drjockers.com is the best place to go. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider taking just a quick moment and giving us a great review. Your reviews help us influence more people and transform more lives. And if you took something valuable away from this episode, then please share it with someone in your life you know it can help. We'll see you soon on a future podcast. Be blessed, everybody.